0: Thank you, Ashley. We greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus tonight. We're glad to see each one of you here. Now, if you know, No one called the number in to the church. Usually we do count those young people and adults that are working at the weekend retreat because they're in the services all morning as part of our attendance, and they did not get to call that in. They had 65 or 68 there. Sherall sent, uh, how many did you say, 15 or so? Our church at 14 from Sherall came over to join us. We took that off of the total, and then some of our young people had their own friends, so we took that all off, so the number we put up actually was somewhere around 50 of our own young people and staff workers, which brought us to the 142. So if you saw that go up, that's why. There was a failure this year in some way to report that in for the counting. So we just want to explain that little factor there, why the change is there. But they had a great weekend, and uh, Pastor, preach hard tonight because
1: Trey's
0: gone. Trey, Trey's gone. He fell asleep talking to his wife on the phone. We have him here this morning. Their marriage would have been about a minus four at that point. If he, if, if, he, if he Oh, by the way, Trey, what happened there? The pastor had the the pastor had the, brave, the bravery to bring us front where we're married, and how many? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay all right don't want to get too much trouble here well it's good to be isn't it wonderful when the family of god can laugh together and enjoy each other we're glad you're here number 338 at calvary let me mention before we start this that drew was also scheduled to sing tonight does not fill up to it yet with grandpa's death we understand so in that case uh, during the evening, we will call for several favors that you would like to sing that maybe we don't pick from time to time. Number 338 at Calvary, and will you stand with us together as we sing? Join in together...
1: Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the burdened soul that finds liberty at Calvary. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we know that we know that we're going to heaven when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and that we can serve him with a full and unburdened heart. I thank you for our WMS and what they stand for and what they do and the inspiration they are to this church and to our denomination. And all the missions work that they do and with regards to the college and other aspects, we just thank you for them. And I also thank you so much, Lord, for the youth retreat that we had. And and all of our adults who went, all the children who went, and all the great stories that I've been hearing. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for those who committed their hearts to you. Thank you for those who were drawn closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for those who were just edified by going and by uh, just hearing your word and enjoying good, clean Christian fellowship. We ask you now, Lord, to bless this service, continue to bless. We ask you to continue to be with the Floyd family as uh, they are still mourning, of course, with uh, Mr. Murray's passing away. We, we continue to remember them and pray your blessings there. Bless this service, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. and Amen. Yeah, let's do the WMS thing at this point. <laughs> Betsy? The WMS thing, how about that? <laughs> the WMS thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, y'all. <clears throat> I She's going to well, do sit down there.
0: We don't stand up at the door.
2: <laughs> well, we have a, a very short program for this thing. Now, we are in observance of Education Day today. Um, our program is called The Biblical Basis for Teaching. In Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The biblical basis for teaching is the Great Commission. Twice in these verses, we are told to teach. Teaching is the chief missionary task. Go and teach. Teach them to observe or keep the commandments that Jesus set forth in his teaching. Teaching is not a choice. Teaching is a requirement laid down by Jesus. Missions is not a choice. We are commanded to go, teach, and baptize.
3: What is the purpose of teaching? Ephesians 4:12 and 13, to prepare God's people for works of service, so the body of Christ may be built up, until we all reach unity in the faith, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then will you no, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of t- craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Teaching is the equipment, equipping and preparing for the work of the church. Teaching is building the body of Christ into unity and maturity. Teaching is making disciples of new converts as well as those who have been saved for many years. Teaching is challenging and convicting to godly living. Teaching is discernment of the ways men twist the gospel and scheme for their own benefit. Christian education is not just a recital of Bible books, verses, and creeds. Christian education is not a careful adherence to a curriculum or program. It is not a bag of tricks to keep children entertained. It is not churning out memorized verses. Each of these things are good in their place, but Christian education is not any of these things without change in home or community life.
4: There are three main problems with programs and curriculums. Sometimes a program takes on a life of its own rather than being a tool for a greater purpose. Sometimes a program exists because we've always done it that way and it's easy for the program to become a priority over people. There are ways to validate the need to exist of an educational program. Does this program line up with the purpose of the church? Does this program have a distinct objective within the overall purpose? Does the spiritual yield merit the resources required to effectively carry out the program? And are the resources required to effectively carry out the program available? Does the program stem from God's idea or is it the result of following another church or after another ideas of men?
5: Ways to strengthen Christian education. Christian education can be strengthened by enlarging your vision. Consider weekday Bible studies, training classes, outdoor education activities. Include activities for adults as well as children. Emphasize the positives. This is especially true in smaller churches. Build on the ability to know everyone by name, strong family ties, the crossing of age line. I think we got that under control, don't y'all? Be creative in the use of resources and facilities that God provided you. Take advantage of the resources available to you. There are many books, materials, conferences, and seminars that can enrich you. We are in the electronic era, online resources, FaceTime, and Skype can put you in touch with church leaders, missionaries, and Christian education classes without leaving the home church. Cooperate with other churches in the Southern Methodist denomination. Work with churches from other denominations in your area to solve common problems and strengthen both churches. Every program must be based on solid biblical objectives. These objectives must be clearly clearly defined and they call for ruthless evaluation. Evaluate what you are doing. Acknowledge what is not working. You cannot fix what you do not acknowledge. Try another strategy or another method.
6: A balanced Christian education ministry is multifaceted. Some ideas are adult education, Bible discussion groups, Bible institutes, camping programs, childhood education, Christian school or daycare program, conferences, retreats, discipleship, family ministry, a library, mentoring, ministry training, missionary education, new members classes. Only the local congregation can determine the number and variety of programs needed for their specific situation. In summary, we are not asked or invited to teach. That is our commandment. In order to teach, converts must be equipped and prepared. Continually evaluating and strengthening our existing educational programs is a vital part of this.
0: Thank you, ladies, for sharing that challenge to us. And this time, we'll invite you in the church to uh, call out a number that you might want to sing. May, uh, yeah, excuse me, uh, Sarah? 488? All right, number 488, and we'll let you remain. He wants, he wants to help you sing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, it was, was kind of hinting that I meant that you'd come and do a special. He had a hearing problem there. So anyway, we won't make you do that. Number 488, you may remain seated while we sing this number. One and five, joining together, you may remain seated. There's within my heart One more, 493, number 493, and we're going to ask you to stand as we sing this one and shifting your position, getting prepared for the message from our pastor this evening. 493, it is well with my soul. The first, second, and last, first, second, and last before the message of the evening.
1: I really enjoyed the WMS presentation, Betsy. I thought uh, about Christian education. Uh, It's far more than we often think it is. Uh, The men's 33, I was not able to go very much. Is that what it's called, men's 33, 33 men? But I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, talk about equipping and teaching. If you're a Sunday school teacher here, would you raise your hand? God bless you all. God bless you. God bless you. Um, If you went to, oh, if you went to, I thought y'all did something. (laughs) I didn't ask for Sunday school teachers to stand, but but you would. Um, If you went to camp this weekend, would you stand? Thank you. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to change around a little bit. This is going to be confession time because since the cars have rolled in after church, I have heard many wonderful stories. And I think this would be a good time right now if somebody would confess to what went on down at Camp S&M. George, come here. Go use the mic down there because it's being recorded. <laughs> now, he's not the only one on deck. I want you to know that. Anything you want to, son. Anything you want to.
7: <laughs> I don't know where to start. Well, I have to be careful what I say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think overall everybody had a real good time. I know I had a good time. We... um it was a little bit mixed up because you had to, you know, this year they combined the, the um, younger ones with the teens. But I think all in all, all of them did real well. They had fun, and I'm trying to think any stories that would be appropriate to tell. But I, again? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I I'll just say this: I, I was um I was really humbled by the way the kids handling themselves, they, they, all of them had fun together, and they played together, and though there are many, many stories to tell. I, I'll leave those because I'm sure there'll be more confession time. <laughs> 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 but uh, th- th- there was much to tell, but I, I will say this, if you're so intrigued by what all stories were there to tell, I, I'd say chip in and go next time. I think it'd be worth your trip. I'll say that. Anyway, I, I was blessed by the whole experience, and I really think that it was... Um, I, if I had to put a grade on it, I'd have to give it a ten out of a ten. It was just—it was a wonderful experience. It really was. But uh, as far as confession, that's as, that's as much confessing as I'll do.
1: Trey, <laughs> this is not a request. <laughs> this is a command. Cut my mic off.
8: <laughs> I almost stayed home tonight. I wish I had. It now. I'm too tired to stand in front of a microphone. Um, I, I'll reiterate what George said. It was a it was a very very good experience. Uh, I was blessed. George and I we were in charge. I'll tell you what we were in charge of. We don't know about the rest of the teen stuff because we were kind of, we were in charge of the, we had a couple of six year olds, uh, a couple of ten year olds, and a seven year old that we were in charge of, boys. And um, and we we left the weekend two out of the two out of the five with no injuries, so I thought I thought that was pretty good. We you know we we did some stitching up Friday night. We did some bandaging and some Miss Carol she we worked her, so um, but they had a good time. We had a good time. Um, you you really need to hear somebody from the teens that was involved in all of their all of their meetings and everything. Shad would be a good one. Shad was. Yeah, yeah, you. Shad was with the teen boys the whole time. But, um, is that good enough? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, I'm done. Somehow I knew that
1: would happen. (laughs) This (laughs) is
7: my first year at camp as any type of a counselor or or one of the older ones. (laughs) I show up. I show up, we, we had a ball game, so we were going to be a little bit late. And Grace and Addie had committed to a, a ball season, and we said, well, when they get through, we, we may be late. Well, anyway, I show up, Trey has everything under control, and things are going well. Well, if any of you, we, we only have five, so I mean, how bad can five be, you know? One of them is Eli. <laughs> I don't know who all knows Eli. Let me tell you something, I, I, I told Daddy. I told Daddy today, if you ever have a dead battery, we had a couple in our we had a couple in our crew. If you can just get them to touch one finger to each post, your battery will be charged back up. <laughs> well, I walk in and I, I'm just trying to get a little bit of luggage. I had three little, little girls, we got them straightened out. Mary picked them up, took them she had that on the control. So I moved to my cabin, you know, with, with Trey, and I said, Well, I'm gonna park over here and try to kind of blend in the best I can. But I was trying to get a few bags. When I came, Trey says, I'll be right back. I'm gonna step over here, I see no problem. What I had just walked in long enough, the boys was kind of doing some play, you know boys play, and that's good. And that, listen, that part of it you will not, you won't get enough of. I said, boys, watch you run, and one of them is gonna bump your head. Well, all along kind of stopped long enough for me to watch. I'm grab my suitcase, went outside, came back in my suitcase. He left like, said, I got blood. <laughs> I got, I said, blood. where did you get blood from? He started pointing at. Well, lifted his hand, there was a gash. Well, just that fast, I said, oh boy, I might be in the wrong. I might be in the wrong place, but uh, Aunt Carol and Miss Tammy took care of it, patched them right up. And like I said, that was, that was that was just that was just the beginning of the trip. Everything worked out really good. That's just a little taste of what what you could have could have been a part of. We did a little bit of fishing. We did a little bit of fishing. We uh we, we didn't have we didn't have the gear we needed, but I'm gonna tell you what the, uh, the the bite was on the bite was on. Things things went good at the pond for a little while. We all had fun there, I think. But anyway.
9: Yeah, me too. I've been a lot of places, and I was in the military, and my (coughs) underwear have never been on the flagpole. But uh, we had a wonderful time. We had uh, 12, I think, and we found somebody bigger than Jeb. This boy was bigger than Jeb, and he was the same age. He was in our cabin, wonderful, godly young man. We had a bunch of good guys in our cabin. Uh, Didn't cause too much trouble. They don't like to go to sleep today, (coughs) and they don't like to wake up early. So I fit right in with them. But uh, fishing, uh, I came a little ill-prepared, to say the least, because I brought two fishing rods because Patrick told me he was bringing hits. So I said, okay, I knew there was a lake there. So I said, that'd be some fun. So I brought two and everybody come down there. And we had everybody just taking turns. Well, Mr. Mike goes and cuts down a couple trees. And there's big enough, you know, too big. He could build a cabin with them. But he's using them out there as fishing rods. These youngers are trying to hold them up. And they're pulling them over in the water. Having the, it was, We had about three makeshift fishing rods. But uh, they was enjoying themselves. And uh, the master fisherman come out there and started pulling them. And we started just catching them. I had my bass rig out there. And they started bird nesting it, trying to teach them how to use a bass rig. But it was fun. We had a great time. Uh, I'm on Jeb's hit list now. Because uh, I told him before we left not to mess with me and uh, they did, like I said, my underwear was on the flagpole, but they'll be finding their surprises later at home when they get home starting start unpacking, <laughs> but it's an ongoing thing, but we—it was my first time too and I had a wonderful time, look forward to next year if I can go and uh, if you ain't never been, go it's a wonderful experience, the speaker, Mr. Patrick, was wonderful he talked about evangelism and uh, going out and sharing our faith and talking to people and it was a wonderful thing. The kids were engaged. They were worshiping. They were singing that song. I saw it a lot by David Crowder Band. I love it. We was playing that, but we had a good time. And I recommend anybody go. So I talked enough.
1: When I walked out the door this afternoon, right after church, this little fella came up to me. He said, "They put my underwear up the pole." And I'm not sure which little fella it was. And I said, "Well, son, that's just part of camp. That's just, that's just part of camp. That's, don't you'll get some. How about some of the women?" Carol, how about your group?
5: Well, I was fortunate enough to be the um, co-leader of the teen girls, and we all know about teen girls. The other leader came from Sheral First Baptist Church, and she is um, 49 years old, and she um, she is a child, adolescent, and family therapist for the Department of Mental Health. Well, she had a whole lot of people, yeah, subjects and stuff. Um, we had 14 girls in our um, cabin um, before Bailey got there because she had a ball game, so they didn't come till Saturday morning. Um, everybody's hair is like five feet long, you know, and everybody had to take a shower. So it was like almost one o'clock for all that process went on and a lot of giggling and carrying on. Um, all these children that came from Sheral are, um, they're, most of them are athletes. And you know our group from here. And they said they had never ever seen a church so competitive as Turbyville Southern Methodist. <laughs> so it was on. If you can see the things on Facebook about Spiderball and of course Patrick, is all into this, and it was really neat. We were really blessed with Patrick's this weekend. Patrick Blackman is the youth pastor for Sherrill First Baptist, and um, and then of course Patrick Kelly is for us, and they had so much in common, um, he got up and Patrick Blackman said that um, that basketball was his favorite sport, and that he did not like to lose. He said, I do not like to lose, and I'm thinking, you talking about Patrick Kelly? He's talking about Patrick Blackman, and then he said, "And my the person that I kind of idolized," and I thought, if he had said Larry Bird, I was not going to believe it. But anyway, he's for Carolina, and his wife is for Clemson. I'm thinking, oh my goodness! But he, just like Cindy Wallace had told us, he is a godly man. He preaches the word, and um, our theme was um, made to follow. Who are we going to follow? The weekend was so exciting, but the highlight of the entire weekend is that one of the young boys, bigger than Jeb, led one of our children to the Lord, and that's what it was all about. And um, anyways, what a praise, what a praise. Um, We had a great time, you know, on Saturday nights, a lot of you remember the games and the things that Patrick Kelly comes up with. And as we're all trying to gag and stuff, these children, there's something. I mean, they get the bragging rights for the entire year. They never stop, they come back for more, and then you'll feel sorry as a mother and a nurse that you wanna go get them a wet washcloth and hug them and everything and stuff. And then you look around and they're just wolfing down Fritos and and it's like, what? in their stomach, the tall boy that led this younger child to Christ, I want to announce to y'all that he won the chocolate milk challenge, which is absolutely unbelievable because physiologically it is impossible to chug a half a gallon of milk and hold it down for an hour. Chocolate milk and stuff. Um, The closest we've ever known all the years that we've been doing retreats is Bryce Jordan. He came within five minutes of, of doing it. But this boy, I think his name was Eaton or something. He did it and i was i kept my eye on him because i knew he wasn't going to make it you know i mean really you can't defy science right he, he's a brilliant child anyway he was doing breathing exercises over there working way through the the nausea, and i thought mm, he's not going to make it he's not going to make it and stuff but he made it and uh, that's the first time ever but um biblically speaking um it is quite an experience to go on these retreats is is it exhausting yes Yes, you go to bed after 1 and get up at 6 and stuff. Um, Tammy and Connie did a phenomenal job cooking for everybody. And some of these children says, we're not used to eating like this at camp, like having real food. We had ham and, and cheese, uh, potatoes and macaroni and cheese and green beans and rolls and stuff. And they got into that. And they loved it. Um, so that, that's a hard job, coordinating all that food and, and doing it. They did such a really, really fine job. Um, Deborah Westbury came and she was a helper, in the, and she helped Mary Watts with the little children, and um, Patrick Kelly did a He does so much behind the scenes that you don't really know about, but I looked up, and they were doing a biblical scavenger hunt. They had, he had coordinated for the young children to do stuff while the teens were doing something else, because you know, when you're speaking, young children, you have It's a different level to keep it all straight and it worked out great and I looked around and they were looking for an ant. You know, if you weren't looking for ants, I'd be all over you, right? But then anyway, we're looking for ants and they had their scripture and, and uh, George and Trey were out helping them and stuff and they needed a stick and they needed this and then what, what verse is that in? And anyway, the whole thing, the weather was beautiful. We had very limited um, injuries. I praise the Lord for that. We do know the way to the Orangeburg emergency room, and thankfully we didn't need that, and um, so God is good, it was a great weekend, we we met fine people, and, um, and I hope that everything we said and did glorified the Lord, thanks.
1: For the longest time I called Jeb Zeb, and so my name for him now is Zebby, but he, uh, These young people have a heart for the Lord. You know, they have a boldness that I didn't have at that age of of presenting Christ, and that really, really blesses my heart. Um, When I saw them this afternoon, though, they were not as tired as the adults, it seemed. they, They really seemed, I mean, I asked everybody, do you want to go back? And all of them said, yes, we're ready to go back. I asked Zebby, I said, did you meet any pretty girls? He said, I'm texting one right now. So there you go. Uh, you want to come up here? Okay. Okay. Patrick said, Jim said to him, Goose Jim. What's <laughs> he called Patrick? Maybe said Patrick. Where did all these
7: pretty girls come from?
1: There you go. <laughs> she didn't like it so much, but no, no, Tammy. Tammy. No, no, no. Come on. No, yeah, yeah.
10: <laughs> I lost my voice while I went down there. It wasn't hot the children, I promise. It says Connie's not here. I'm going to tell a story on her, and Mike's up there. We gave Connie a hard time, but she told me she'd go help me, and I appreciate it because I love to go. I love to do it. It's a blessing, and I'm glad they asked me to go. Connie washed every dish. I cooked. She did all the cleaning, so she was. But Saturday morning, I knew I had to do sausage and pancakes, I had to get up early, which I got up the same time I usually do, about 530. Mike was in the kitchen with me. We were drinking coffee, and I was had already cooked sausage, working on the pancakes. My phone dinged. I started laughing. Mike said, Well, who is that? I said, Well, it's Connie. She wants to know what time we're supposed to go to the kitchen. <laughs> and Mike said, Well, tell her we already finished. We're in the chapel. And so I said, No, I'm not going to do that. So I text her back anytime. I'll be good. She said, Where are you? I said, In the kitchen. Well, she come in there, and I said, well, Connie, they have to eat at 8, so we have to have it ready. Oh, okay. So Mike got her later. They were over there fixing orange juice and stuff, and her alarm went off at 8 (laughs) o'clock. And all I could hear was Connie saying, don't tell Tammy. Don't tell Tammy. (laughs) So Mike come in the kitchen and said, Connie's alarm went off at 8 o'clock. She was coming to eat at 8. She wasn't going to cook, that. But it was a blessing. And everybody was talking about they had 14 and they had 12. I had 63. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and I, I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> and you cooked how many years now? There You've cooked a lot, haven't you? Yeah. And that's huge. <laughs> I mean, that is huge, and I always hear about it. Uh, In fact... 26 years ago when I went as counselor, you were the cook. I'm almost sure that's true.
10: Yes,
1: that's more than five years then, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankie, you were there. Wasn't she the cook, if I
10: remember? I lived for a
1: while. Frankie said, I don't remember 26 years ago. <laughs> no, I
10: do.
1: I think she was there. I, I, think, I, think, I think you were. I think. So anyway, these listen, I think the adults had just as good a time in some ways, if not more so than the children, which is the way it should be. And you could tell it in their enthusiasm. I just heard stories. I think that's not all the confession that needs to be done from what I understand, but we can do that at another time. And, um, but I, I just, as the pastor, I want you to know how much I do appreciate uh, these adults taking their time out, a long weekend. Uh, it was funny, George, as he took the Curls to the, to the ball game, and he told Asher that to, he was going to go to the camp and get some rest. How'd that work out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, threats don't count. I mean, that... Okay, I'll tell you what. Hey, Billy, I'll say something. Yes,
7: sir. From a parent's uh, viewpoint, I didn't go, but when when little Murphy got in the truck today, I said, how was camp? She said, Daddy, the biblical scavenger hunt was amazing.
1: Say that one more. I'm sorry.
7: She said, Daddy, the biblical scavenger And she'll
1: always remember that.
7: Exactly. That was her first call. thank you for sending the m M&M and cookies or Andrew Ashton's home or you know, yes, and the that helped in that scavenger hunt because
1: <laughs> I know Allie and wife, when they were looking for something horrible, they I mean, got brothers uh, cookies. <laughs> 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 that would do it. <laughs> anyway, it is a blessing. And I just, when you come back and report like this, it just, it, it's just like the Honduras team. You come back and you report. It just helps the whole church. You know, when you come back and get it, and people get excited about it, it makes us. I wasn't able to go, but I get excited about it. And same thing with Honduras, um, and that's coming up again. We need to re- remember that in prayer. Well, I will hold my 30-minute sermon for next time, but I, I did want to, since it was fresh in everybody's mind, and you're here, and it's Sunday night, more informal, kind of. I wanted to hear it too, and I thought you did, and I appreciate the WMS doing what they did, and also all the campers and the counselors who went i think truly was a success but bryce almost made it right the young man who made it did he get, did he make it after after okay okay i just needed to know that let's stand for prayer <laughs> and father how we do thank you for just the good time that we can have in you and the and the camp and what went on there and the ones who got drawn closer to you than ones who got saved. This is what it's all about. Thank you for just the ministry of what these adults did with the scavenger hunt and all the other things. We just thank you for the good time they had. Father, may we have many more opportunities. May we use every opportunity we can to equip each other, be it in Bible studies, be it Sunday school, children's programs, whatever the case may be, May we truly be a church who would love each other and equip each other to serve you better. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Now make sure you greet everybody before you leave. You've got plenty of time to do it.